You're listening to Watching Friends on the Greenlit Podcast Network. To find more great shows like this one, visit greenlitpodcast.com. Hi there, I'm Mark, and you broke my table. I'm Ryan, and I'm trying to usher in the age of Ryan. And you're here listening to Watching Friends, the podcast where we chronologically go through every episode of Friends and fill it with jokes and clips and facts and just our opinions, really. General musings, yeah. So we're on episode 12 now, the one with the dozen lasagnas. Yes, we're done. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is uh, such a classic opening, and I can't tell if it has ripped off someone else's, or I feel like I've seen this like before in in other like okay. sitcoms and stuff. Yeah. So I'm not sure if like Friends started it or if other people have copied it, but it's it's one of the the most memorable openings. I think it is. I don't recognise from elsewhere. To be fair, it's uniquely Friends to me. Um, I recognise the music or the theme tune. Didn't know what it was the theme tune. Too. I just like oh, this is. Like vaguely familiar to my ears, yes. but I don't know what it is. It's it's probably a program that you saw very young on Channel Four, like early in the morning, in like the nineties. They would play lots of you know American, old American stuff. So you'd have Mork and Mindy on, and yeah. um, I remember Mork and Mindy. Everyone loves Raymond. No, no, no. That's that's too too modern. They're too modern. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, well, yeah. I'm I'm talking about uh, Bewitched, Bewitched and, 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 like and, Bewitched. and stuff like that. Like they Channel Four in the UK used to have like. Every morning would be like cheers and, you know, these kind of like 80s and 70s kind of programs just on. That's what che- they filled it with. So, 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 like, I wouldn't watch them because they were, were, were too old for me at the time. But, you know, you, the theme tunes you'd pick up on. So this one that they're, they're humming now is The Odd Couples. See, I know it's a show, but you said The Odd Couple and to me it's a Weezer song. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like my memory I know it's a TV show. That's all I know. No, it's, it's, it's a show that we're not familiar with in the UK, but it kind of falls into to our, I don't know, our minds just because of things like The Simpsons and stuff like that. There's lots of parodies of it. Fair. And, and mentions of the odd couple. And like, you know, just, just the name. You're like, oh, it's going to be, you know, here's the messy one. Here's the, the clean one sort of thing. So, yeah. so you, you have like familiarity of it, even if you've never seen it. And then Ross tries to do I Dream of Genie, <laughs> but they shut him down very quickly with that. It's a much better theme tune, to be fair. Yeah. I like I Dream of Genie. But, you know, th- this does happen with friends where, you know, one news just like just humming sank and then people join in. I, I quite like that. Yeah, it's very, it's very natural. I like how it's one of the winters where people in Central Park actually react to what the gang are doing. A yeah. lot of times they seem to act in isolation and no one cares. Whereas in this, you get people looking and thinking, what the hell? Yeah, I, just... I, I was looking out for those. Like, are they doing this and no one's paying attention because it's a sitcom? 
But no, people are... No, people are always like, this is weird. I'm surprised <laughs> people didn't join in. I feel like I might have joined in if I'd moved, you know. It's, it's a bit like a Mexican wave, isn't it? When you see other people doing it, you're like, oh, I, I do it too. Yeah, if we're sat in the bar and people start doing the Buffy theme, I'm definitely jumping in with some, no, 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 no. Like, <laughs> How do you do the Buffy theme? By humming? I don't know. I've never tried, but I'll work it out. And, uh, there we go. Once the Patreons are promoted, that could be on there too. Ryan Hum's TV oh. theme just... Oh, a, a thousand pound. <laughs> Let, let's watch Ryan try to hum the Buffy just, just thing. Send us requests on social media. We'll, we'll get them sorted. Oh, we, we do not have a patron, thankfully. Not not yet, anyway. <laughs> if that got support, I'd be probably confused. But hit me up on social media, and if I'm, you know, if I've got the time, I will. Uh, I will do some. Okay. Watch so, Friends Pod on Twitter. We'll get them out there. Yeah, message us on Watch Friends Pod. What theme tunes do you want Ryan to do that are impossible to do because they're guitar <laughs> But someone goes, do eruption, and I'm like, no. <laughs> uh, so anyway, back to friends. Yes, yeah, back, back to friends. This is what you're here for. So we're we're at the apartment, and Monica's making lasagna uh, because you know she's a chef, and you know friends and family tend to take whatever job you do and just assume you want to do it for fun. Yes, <laughs> that is. <laughs> that the amount of time I spend fixing people's technology in my family is. Yeah. Just, just, yeah. Yeah, if, if you know anything about computers, do not tell anyone you know anything about computers because otherwise you're fixing everyone's computers for free, yep. generally. That takes many hours and they're like, I don't know how all those pop-ups happen. It's like, I do. Yep. They don't, they don't, my family don't have this weird sense of crossover everywhere. I know a lot about gaming. And then I'll get a phone call, Ryan, my mate's broke the Ethernet port on his PlayStation, can you fix it? <laughs> <I'm just> like, <laughs> Let me get the soldering iron out. I'm not console repair. I just know a lot about games. And it's like, oh, okay. What should he do? And I'm like, buy a new one? Yeah. <laughs> Use Wi-Fi? Like, I don't, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, so she's making lasagna because, uh, is, it, is it her aunt? Aunt Sylvia. Yeah, Aunt Sylvia uh, is having a bit of a do and want, wants some lasagnas. And, you know, why not get a family member to do it when you could just buy them? Is this the Aunt Sylvia we met in the one when Nana dies twice? Is that the same auntie? Mm, I'm not too sure. We, we should know this, shouldn't we? We, we should know this. But uh, I think it is. Well, that's who came to mind in my head when she said Aunt Sylvia. Yeah. I was like, it's that sweet looking old lady. So. <laughs> Uh, Ross has a lot of baby books because he can uh, find his way out of any woman's uterus. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, who buys baby books? And my brain went, it's the 90s and it's Ross. Okay, yeah, this makes perfect sense. But it's, it's for me, it's the joke. He can find his way out of any woman's uterus. Like, yes, he definitely can find his way out. He's not finding his way into any, <laughs> no, any of the moment, is no. he? <laughs> uh, and, you know, Chandler is eating yoghurt when Phoebe has to ruin it by talking about eating placenta. Which... I guess in the 90s, it would be like this really sensational comment, but now it's like, yeah, okay. Oh, I, no, I think even now it's still gross. Like, you, you, you see on TV, uh, there's people who turn it into yogurts, mm -hmm. and there's people who use breast milk and make ice cream from it. There, there was a, a company actually doing that, and I think, I think they got banned because they couldn't test for, like, all this salmonella or other things in it. Um, but, yeah, Pete, I guess it's, it's a... A thing you can maybe see now and not be so shocked by, but yeah. it's still weird. I know that I think it was in Kent, uh, a couple of years ago in the UK, a woman was arrested because she had a placenta party where they'd cooked the placenta and all her friends and family ate it, oh. um, which was legally classed as cannibalism. So yeah, yeah, she yeah, was arrested, sense, yeah. um, which I found really funny. Can you imagine being the desk sergeant that day and be like, <laughs> what, what you brought her in for? And like, <laughs> cannibalism. <laughs> what? So, so, so which part did she eat? Yeah, it's just that's what I just find funny. Like on the on the, the law books, it would say you were convicted of cannibalism, but actually you just ate a placenta, yeah. which doesn't sound as bad. No, 
No, but it's, yes, to me, it's still a bit gross. It's a bit grim, yeah. Uh, and, then, and then Joey uh, does his little baby talk. Hey, Ross, listen, do you know that right now your baby is only this big? This is your baby. <gasps> hey, Daddy. <laughs> How come you don't live with Mommy? <laughs> How come Mommy lives with that other lady? <laughs> a lesbian <laughs> it's such a great voice yeah. it, it, I, I can't remember which character it's probably like Elmo isn't yeah, it that it reminds me of Elmo yeah. yeah he's clearly doing a Muppet but <laughs> it's so funny <laughs> it's just, just like how it goes down there what's a lesbian <laughs> yeah. just, like, Ross is going to have to have that conversation at some point you know we, we all have these jokes with our friends where you wonder if it's a bit touchy at times, but you you keep on doing it because <laughs> it, it yeah. provides a response, right? You keep. I feel always feel like if something happens, if they've made a joke, all bets are off. Like yes. once they've made a joke about it, you can fire away. I don't know if Ross has. No, no, Ross has made quite a few jokes yeah, about definitely. about his wife being a lesbian. I guess this is just from a different angle where it's you know it's his son now that well he does, does he know that yeah, no he, he doesn't, doesn't know that he doesn't know that, that. Yeah. so you know he's got a child on the way and. Uh, yeah, I guess it just hits different. You, know, you explaining to your friends that your your wife's a lesbian is not remotely the same as explaining to your child that mum's a lesbian. Yeah. Although, actually, before the books ran to Carol and Susan's apartment, maybe the baby will figure it out. <laughs> maybe. maybe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we then have uh, Rachel and Paolo. They they enter being lovey-dovey. Crap weasel. Yeah. It's uh, all I call him in my notes. It's so just crap weasel's back. I've, I've watched Friends... I can't even tell you how many times. It's got to be in double digits at this point, right? But even even now, just going through this and actually, I guess, paying more attention, I didn't realise how long Paolo is in this for because generally the relationships last for an episode or two. Yeah. Whereas this has been going on for nearly 12 episodes at this point because he comes in quite early yep. and is generally in every episode for a brief moment at least. Or at least mentioned. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's going on now. And I'm like, wow, like... I didn't like this guy, and I thought he was only in for three episodes, so I thought it'd be fine. But no, he's he's been in quite a bit now. Yeah. The reason I refer to him as Crap Weasel is every time I see him, I'm like, you're here again! And I'm just, <laughs> I'm just like, can we get rid of this guy already? Like, just leave. Yeah, it's just the, the bronzed Adonis who is clearly smuggling into himself. And, you know, being lovey-dovey with Rachel, oh, no. Like, you definitely feel for Ross at this point. I mean, no one likes public displays of affection. If you do, there's something wrong with you. Um, it's not needed. Like, they could have kissed in the hall a door between them and the rest of their gang why do they need to come inside and do it just no see I would understand if it was Ross Ross would definitely do it in front of Paolo to be like look look I've got Rachel but Paolo I think doesn't even care that Ross is there no just because you know in his mind he's he's just the alpha male and Ross is no one like he doesn't care yeah no it's not a thing I just don't there's no need to do it like not even from like a marking your territory kind of thing just you don't need to do that in front of your friends (laughs) no it's grim but, you know, they're, they're going to uh, Poker News for the weekend. I don't know where that is. No. I didn't, I didn't know if it was more skiing or, or something. We, we probably should research more, shouldn't we? Eh, <laughs> it's Paolo related, so I don't care. <laughs> uh, but, you know, they're, they're, they're way past the fling phase. You know, she's, she's been flung. That, that's why such a great line from, <laughs> from Russell. Like, shouldn't this be flung by now? <laughs> yeah. uh, again, example of sound doesn't reach the kitchen. <laughs> like it no. comes up. <laughs> which made me chuckle again. I'm like, oh, look, they didn't hear that, even though they're right there. And in a, in a previous episode, we've already had Ross talk about, you know, the plane crashing with Paolo on it. And this time he now wants to call him immigration. This made me chuckle. So when we were talking about last episode where 
Ross tries to push Paolo in front of the bus um, when kissing Nora. He's like, right, so he's gone for... Hang, hang on, hang on. Not Paolo, kiss it. He says um, that, he tells oh, yeah, yeah, he yeah. says, Chandler, Paolo kissed your mum. Yes, then oh, he, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. So I'm like, so he's fantasised about his plane crashing, <laughs> trying to get him into <laughs> Chandler, <laughs> and now he wants to get him deployed. I was like, it shows you how deeply Paolo has affected Ross's life. Yeah. That he's, he's this evil. And this sits differently, I guess, for Americans than us, because here, immigration, I guess, in a way, isn't a thing. Like, if you're here illegally, you're, you're just here illegally, and I assume things can happen, but you don't call immigration to go, hey, the, the chicken shop down the road has some illegal immigrants there. That, that's not a thing British people do. Whereas in America, I guess there's a lot more tension with that, yes. and especially with ICE, and you see this a lot, especially on, a, on American TVs where you'll have, like, the Mexican help and how, you know, they're, they're being uh, belittled by the, the person who's, you know, paying them to, to do their job. It's like, hang on, they're, they're doing the job you don't want to do. Yeah, give them some... I mean, I guess it's... It's not to get overly political in, in the Friends podcast, but obviously when we were a part of the EU, we had the free movement of people. Yeah. So you could you could come into the UK and didn't... So, I mean, it wasn't difficult to get in. As long as you had your passport, you just turn up at the border and then you come. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, certainly if you're European, you could just... Tra- it's, it's like travelling through the States. You could just go across. Yeah, go across. So it didn't matter. So it's, I don't think it's ever a thing in Britain where you kind of... You would see a, a foreign citizen and think, oh, that person shouldn't be here. Are they illegal? You'd be like, welcome. Like, there you go. Let's, yeah. let's have a beer. Um, whereas in America, that's, that's so not the case. <laughs> no, um, no. No, I, I, I hate going through customs at immigration because you're like, please, can I have someone who's nice and going to talk to me and not the scary person who's just like... You know, there is fear there. I mean, well, my first trip to New York was my first trip to the States. So I'd never experienced American customs. And everyone had told me how, like, rigorous American customs are. They made the little form where they asked if I was a terrorist. And that made me laugh. <laughs> yeah, like, so you're going to go, yes, I am. <laughs> but then I got to uh, the, the officer who was, you know, to question me. And my, my ex-girlfriend described it as I rhymed my way through the situation. <laughs> because, like, how are you doing? Like, I'm fantastic. I'm really excited. I'm going to watch the devil's play. And I just started talking to her. And she was just like, apparently it was like, oh, have a great time, but just get away from me. Like, I've, I've got to talk to a thousand people today. And I was just chatting my way through. So. Yeah, g- generally, in American customs, you need to say as little as possible and just answer it quickly. Because if you go into details, that makes you suspicious. Well, so yeah, this, the second trip to New York, uh, that was me. I was Kurt and, you know, blunt. And I was like, this is why I'm here. Bye-bye, let's carry on. Yeah. The first time, I just talked this woman's ear off. And she, <laughs> <laughs> she was just like, yeah, go for it. It's fine. And, and it does depend who you get. Like, you know, sometimes you do get nice people who are like, yeah, I'm happy to have a chat. And I understand why sometimes they're not so friendly. Because they don't want to build a rapport with someone who, you know, they might not want to allow entry to. Yeah. At the same time, you've got millions of people arriving who are coming on holiday 99% of people are fine. Yeah. But it's, it's kind of that thing where, you know, when someone like questions you and you feel guilty just because of how they're acting, not because you are guilty. Well, yeah, like I don't commit crimes, but you, for cops in the room, you're sort of like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what if I accidentally break a law? Well, I, I had one friend who, you know, he's just come off a, you know, a 10 hour flight, not feeling great, hasn't slept, a bit sweaty because you're on a plane and you're going through this airport, you're, you're exhausted and he's had to put his hand on the, the fingerprint scanner. And his hands are a bit sweaty, so it's not picking them up. And they've gone, you need to try that again. And immediately, that's going to make your anxiety worse and your sweatiness <laughs> worse. So his hands have got even sweaty. And they're like, why are your fingerprints not working, sir? Like, you know, it's suspicious, right? I guess and, and it's, it's, you know, thankfully he got in. Like, but, you know, at the time, like, <laughs> they, do, they don't make it easy. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so Ross calling immigration is a funny line with very dark, deep undertones to it. Yeah, it's a very American thing to think. Yeah. 
and, and you know, we still have no idea how Paolo is in the country. Like, is he on holiday multiple times? Because if he is, he's probably gone over his allotted, I think it's, you can go to America for, I think it's like six weeks in total as a, as a holiday visa. Beyond that, you have to have like a exemption. We, we don't know what he does. He could be, you could have some kind of work permit or like, what does Paolo do when he stand around and looks smug? Yeah, we, we, we don't know anything about his life, his job. And we've gone through this in a, in a previous episode. We, we know nothing about how he's going there, how he's affording it, what he's doing there. Nor do we care. Like, we'll get into it a bit later on, but I'm pretty sure this episode's here almost to justify audience hate towards Paolo because we dislike him deeply anyway because he's not Ross. Yep. Um, so I mean, it's just like, right, we all hate him. We need a reason to hate him. Let's sort this out. <laughs> yep. Uh, we then head to the, the boys' apartment where Joey throws his keys, keys on the table and it just collapses. Yep, great workmanship there. Uh, that's just a very short scene. We're going to come back to that later in a bit more detail. And then we go to, to Kale's where Ross brings a book and some lasagna. Hey, come on in. Hey, I, uh, I brought all the books, and Monica sends her love along with this lasagna. Oh, great. Is it vegetarian because Susan doesn't eat meat? I'm pretty sure that it is. Yeah. <laughs> I got the results of the amnio today. Oh, tell me, tell me, is everything... Uh... Totally and completely healthy. Oh, that's great. <laughs> that is great. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> Hey, when did you and Susan meet Huey Lewis? Uh, that's our friend Tanya. <laughs> of course it's your friend Tanya. <laughs> Don't you want to know about the sex? The sex? <laughs> yeah, I'm having enough trouble with the image of you and Susan together. <laughs> When you throw in Tanya, I'm young. The sex of the baby, Ross. Oh, you know the sex of the baby? Oh, oh, oh. oh. Do you want to know? No, no, no. No, I don't want to know. Absolutely not. No, I think, you know, I think you shouldn't know until you look down there and see. Oh, there it is. (laughs) Or is it? Oh, hello, Ross. Susan? So, so, did you hear? Yes, we did. Everything's A-OK. Oh, that's so... <laughs> it really is. Oh, do we know? What? We certainly do. It's going to Ooh, be... Uh, hey, hey, ho, ho, hello. <laughs> See, a guy who doesn't want to know standing right here. Oh. Uh, well, is it what we thought it would be? So, let's rewind, because there's a lot there. There is. So we, we, we glossed over Monica making lasagna. Uh, she didn't realise it had to be vegetarian, so it's all filled with meat. So she made 12 of these. Yep. So she's like, I'm not going to waste it, going to give it out. Why not just give it all to Joey? So she's giving it out. Ross is evil. I mean, yeah, I mean, we've had this immigration comment, and now, now, now he's willfully feeding meat to a vegetarian. Yeah. <laughs> I, know, I know he doesn't like Susan, but I guess there's got to be a point where that's too far. I guess it depends how seriously or how much respect you've got for vegetarians. <laughs> like if, I, I guess so. If yeah. you want to like, Haha, it's funny, and if, if you know, you're like, well, it's a life choice, you should be respect that. It's quite a mean, mean thing to do. But he, yeah. he's, he's not doing it by accident. He's clearly doing it on purpose. purpose. I mean, I've got family members who are vegan, friends who are veggie, and it would deeply upset them if they ate meat. Yeah. Um, especially, well, 
if they did willingly, obviously they wouldn't do that, but accidentally would really upset them. Yeah. Um, so it's a really mean thing to do, and it's kind of glossed over in the episode. It's like, yeah, <laughs> chuckle. And it's like, that's a really mean thing to do. Well, I guess in the nineties, being vegan or vegetarian was kind of seen as a bit quirky and weird, and you know, you'll 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 get over this. You'll you'll go back to meat at some point. Whereas now it's taken more seriously. I suppose. Yeah. We then have, I guess, a pretty terrible gay joke. Because he, he picks up a photo of, of one of their friends and they ask, is this, they met Huey Lewis. I was like, who is Huey Lewis? Like, I heard you, the name. You would recognise who Huey Lewis is when you, you see the picture. Well, I googled him. Yeah. Um, well, I paused the episode to Google him. Um, and I was like, oh, this is just a lesbian like, butch joke. Yes. And it felt really lowbrow for friends. <laughs> I was just like, really, friends? Is this, is this where we're at with our humour in this episode? Like, what? It just felt really out of place to me. And I, and I guess this is where we come back to the talk of like the the 2020s or 2021s and how Friends is problematic with its humour. You're like, well, you know, the the writers of this, or at least one of the writers is gay, you know, so you got to assume, like, it passes through that test. I guess. I mean, to me, it's more of, like, you can't necessarily apply, like, oh, it's fine because this person is this minority or this yeah. lifestyle. Um, you know, if the joke offends you, joke offends you. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I guess it's all on a personal basis. To me, it's more about intent. And it wouldn't have been, I guess, I don't think it wouldn't be designed to upset or hurt anyone's feelings. Um, so in that sense, I guess it's kind of okay, but... But it's still playing on the stereotype. Yeah, I mean, Friends is that a lot, to be fair. But basically, yeah. it's not it's not aged well, I guess is what we're saying. I guess, but and then of all the jokes they could have made, it isn't the worst. Not that necessarily makes it better, but to me, it's just not that funny anyway. Like, the, the, that stereotype isn't that hilarious. No. It's, it's mostly untrue, to be fair, as well. Uh, but the, the, the bit where she asks, you want to know about the sex? Like, Yeah, they, they kind of recover with a good joke. <laughs> yes, yeah. where he's just confused. Like, no. He's like, oh, so there's like three of you now. This is getting weird. weird. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, it doesn't mean, you know, if you're, if you're still, if you start some things when you break up, regardless of who they start dating and what gender that person may be, you don't want to think about them being intimate. No, you, you, you don't want to know the details. And especially for Ross, you know, it, if he if his ex wife has a girlfriend, fine. But then two girlfriends, and Ross is still single, and no one wants him. Like, it makes you feel a lot worse, right? Even if Carol had left him in front of a bloke, you still want to yep. probably even more than you wouldn't want to picture it because it's more penis. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, she she actually means the the sex of the baby. Uh, Ross doesn't want to know, which is you know fairly traditional, I guess. I guess we'd be like looking at this with a 2021 lens. Well, I guess you'd use the phrase gender now as opposed to sex. I, mean, I was you thinking this, use yeah. a gender. You, I, I don't know. I mean, who knows what this 2021 version of this episode would be? Well, yeah, because normally now you have like a gender or sex reveal party. And a lot of people hate those. They're like, why? Especially when people are blowing themselves up to, to, to do it. It's just, just tell me. <laughs> like, well, you don't need like a, a firebomb or confetti cannon. Or, just, no. Okay. Because you're getting... At least as far as the genetic information is concerned, for the most part, so we get into a political minefield, you're gonna more than likely get male or female, um, blue or pink. Which again, there's a gender stereotype straight <laughs> yeah. out of the gate, and it's just like it's just such an odd thing to do. I'm gonna blame America for them. To be fair, <laughs> I've never heard anyone have them until America started having yep. them, and then they've slowly crept to the UK. And I'm just like, what a waste of time. For for me, it's it's like the Family Guy joke where uh, Meg is born, and then there's Peter Griffin standing with all hockey gear and baseball gear and football gear, and they go, "It's a girl." And it's like, can you 
can you check again? (laughs) 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 You kind of do want to be prepared in in my mind. Like you want to go, right, we're going to have a girl like, or going to have a boy and like, right, we can prepare how the room's going to look and what toys we get and whatever. And like, yes, that's probably stereotyping again. Yeah. But at the same time, like there is going to be kind of things that you, you probably want them to have. Like, you know, if you know it's going to be a girl, you're like, well, Maybe we want horses there rather than Mario and Sonic having a fight on the wall yeah. sort of thing. I mean, as when I've been in serious relationships and we've discussed, like, you know, having children at some point, my last major relationship, there was a point of contention of, do we want to know the gender? And they didn't, and I did. And they were like, you can't know, because if you know, you can't keep secrets, and you'll, <laughs> you'll tell me. And I'm like, no, I'll tell everyone else that wants to know, but I won't tell you. And they're like, what if you slip up? I don't want to know. And I'm like, well, we need to know to plan things. And then I was usually as a... No, we'll just use yellow and gender neutral colours and all this kind of stuff. Right. And I'm like, yeah, I don't care about that. Like, I'm not going to have like a Peter Griffin style, like, oh, here's a hockey stick <laughs> yeah. or, you know, or a hula hoop or whatever. I just want to know. I want to know, like, what I'm, we're going to have. Um, and we never came to a consensus and broke up, so it matter. But uh, <laughs> I, if I ever have a child, I still want to know the gender before it's born. Well, yeah. Cause, and also, I think it's a bit traditional in terms of like how you dress them. Like, if you look at kids' clothing now, they'll have dinosaurs on them. And it used to be, no, boys wear dinosaurs, girls wear princesses. And now the, the clothes are just kind of, everything goes. I think I deliberately dress my child ambiguous, just to <laughs> annoy people. Because I wouldn't be uncomfortable, because who so, cares? It's, so it's, you wouldn't be like Rachel putting a bow on if it's a girl. So yeah. Everyone definitely knows it's a girl. Not piercing any ears. <laughs> no. just, just, leave just because people be really uncomfortable like asking. And I'm like, why? How are you supposed to tell? It's a blob. There are no, like, kind of defining characteristics other than you know the sexual organs and i'm not gonna have them on display so, <laughs> no. so it's just like ask i'm gonna put them in gray my kid will wear gray every day and force everyone to ask me what gender my child is uh you know ross ross doesn't want to know so he has to leave because he's gonna find out <laughs> but you know he buzzes back in and realizes no he definitely doesn't want to know but he he does he, he kind of does- wants to know but he kind of wants the surprise too i don't understand why he doesn't want to know I always annoy when people say things like, oh, I don't care as long as it's healthy. And I'm like, they're not mutually exclusive. Like, <laughs> you can, yeah. like, it's like if you find out something tragic is going to happen, like, it's just an odd response. But, yeah. and everyone's probably got a preference. Yeah, yeah, of course, they, they, like, of course they do. Like, oh, I don't know. Well, you probably do care a little bit. Like, oh, oh definitely. It's, you know, you either, you either want one of each or both, or, you know, you're, you're, you're going to have preference for different reasons. You might be like, I want a girl first and then a boy, or, you know, I want, want a football team of boys, right? Yeah. I mean, in my head, I want a boy and then two girls. Or you might be King Henry and be like, I need a son. Try not to behead as many people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, but before we get to uh, Chandler and Joey sitting knee to knee eating their lasagna, we're going to have a very quick break. Need some adventure in your life? What Mad Universe is a podcast about the history of sci-fi, fantasy, and horror, where we delve the depths of pop culture history. Everything's the same politically, but we have ray guns. The the actual motive isn't to explore something that's, quote, scientifically possible. or. But neither is Star Wars, and I know there's arguments about that, but I would definitely consider Star Wars science fiction. You haven't read Dune! No, I haven't. You can never be the Kwisatz Haderach. What Mad Universe on the Greenlit Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Steve. And I'm JP. And we host a little podcast called Whatever, Whatever Nerd. A bi-weekly nerd culture podcast where we talk about subjects such as games, comics, movies, voice acting. And did I mention games? You did. 
Join us every other Tuesday at whatevernerd.com or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back from our adverts of our podcast on the Greenlit Podcast Network. We're on. Great stuff. It's cool. So go and check them out. Uh, we need to get back to Chandler and Joey, though. So, they're, yeah, they're sitting neat and neat in the lasagna because they don't have a table anymore. I thought that was genius. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. and like they were eating it out of the, the casserole dish, whatever it is. Yeah. The, they haven't got plates either. It <laughs> no. was just, what's well, the quickest way we can put this food in our face <laughs> yeah. like this? It's such a bloke thing. It was like, yep, cool. I mean, they do have the countertop at the, the kitchen. They do. They do have their, their sofa. Yeah, they've had plenty of options to be Yeah, so, so it's a bit weird they're having to sit knee to knee like this. Just funny. Uh, but yeah, you know, <laughs> typical blokes wanted to say washing up some plates, just yeah. You can give that back to, to Monica as is. No yeah. cleaning needed. The amount of times I've made food and just ate it out of whatever I've made it in. And then people have walked in the house and gone, what are you doing at a plate? And I'm like, why? Like, <laughs> I couldn't eat it out of the bowl I made it in. Like, I, so. I walked in on a friend once eating pasta out of the, the pot he'd done it in. <laughs> and I'm like, sure you should probably put it on a plate. Like, I get your logic, but come on. <laughs> It'd be civilised. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at, least, at least he had a fork rather than just his hands. Fair. So... We're going to listen to their broken table. Okay, so just because it was my table, I have to buy a new one? That's the rule. <laughs> what rule? There's no rule. If anything, you owe me a table. How'd you get there? Well, I believe this piece of furniture was fine until your little breakfast adventure with Angela Del Vecchio. <laughs> you know about that? Well, let's just say the impressions you made in the butter left little to the imagination. <laughs> okay, okay. How about if we split it? What do you mean? Like, buy it together? Yeah. You think we're ready for something like that? <laughs> Why not? Well, it's just that it's a pretty big commitment. I mean, what if one of us wants to move out? Why, are you moving out? I'm not moving out. <laughs> you tell me if you were moving out, right? Yes, yes. It's just that with my last roommate, Kip... Oh, uh, I know all about Kip. <laughs> just that we bought a hibachi together, and then he ran off and got married, and things got pretty ugly. So let me ask you something. Was Kip a better roommate than me? <laughs> oh, don't do that. So I love the callback. So we get probably like, what eight years later to you know Joey being like, "No, if it's yours, you broke it. Yeah, <laughs> you you have to pay." Like he's he's very money conscious, like now and then about yeah. things being broken. He doesn't want them, and you know Chandler is like, "No, it's it's mine, and you broke it." Yeah. So he's basically doing, you know, it gets gets a role reversal later on. It does. He doesn't shove him into the table. It doesn't. You broke my fridge. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but, you know, the the whole, you know, you broke the table because of what you were doing on top of it. Yes, with Angela Del Vecchio. I love that Chandler knows both this woman's names. Like, he yeah. spent the morning after and managed to learn both her names. That's impressive. And also, wasn't the table like a, was it a glass top table before? I don't know. I, I just want little, to know how you leave an imprint frame. into... In the butter. I mean, move the food. Like, I'm, passion's passion, but, you know, put the butter away. <laughs> um, it, yeah, just grim, really. But uh, I like that, obviously, Joey suggests that they should buy the table together. And by if this is your first run-through from Friends, you probably haven't picked up on Chandler's massive commitment issues yet. But more than likely, it isn't your first run-through. And it's just like, oh, my God, he's even scared to do this. Well, at the same time, I totally agree. Like, one, living with Friends is bad. And this is just proof of it. Like... 
you know, when it's when it's your own home, you're probably not going to be doing stuff on your table. You're going to find your bedroom, which is literally feet away from the table. Yeah. Probably more comfortable, right? Uh, but then you live with friends, and they do stuff like this to mark their territory. <laughs> <laughs> pretty pretty much, right? Uh, unless unless Joey's that lazy, he couldn't walk the few extra steps to the bedroom. Again, passion, passion for God. <laughs> But then, you know, there is the problem of sharing stuff like this because, you know, one of you is going to leave and you can't share a table. And, you know, if one of you leaves, like, do you give up the table or do you buy them out the table? And I mean, by then it's kind of devalued. Like, To me, it would depend on cost like, and what it was. So a table, I probably wouldn't mind leaving behind. So if you and I lived together and I moved out oh. first, double like, I'll sacrifice my part of the table. That's fine. I wouldn't split something like a TV. Well, yeah, like a washing machine or TV, whatever. Like, that's the difficulties. Like a, a next level appliance, I'll be like, nope, because it's just going to get awkward. Like, because even in relationships, like, you know, things don't always work out. And then you're like, well, I want to keep the dog. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, got, you can't both share some of these things, right? You can have the dog or the table. Or <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the table has more uses, but the dog is friendly. Whereas the ta- especially the table they had was a little metal piece of crap, to be fair. Like, it wasn't the nicest looking table in the world. No. I'd be like, no, I'd just buy the table, split it. It's not a big deal. But that obviously has some drama coming up later. Well, we learn about Kip. Do you? I don't, I don't think we ever learn too much more about him, do we? No, I don't think we ever see Kip either. Kip's no. just this kind of figment of our imagination, I guess. So, so there's some uh, there's some more characters for your fan fiction in future. <laughs> Kip, <laughs> Kip and Janda, what happened there? Why did he move out? <laughs> yes, uh, but it does make sense. Like especially when you know you're on a budget and stuff. Some some things can be expensive, and tables can be expensive. So losing out if your your roommate moves out. I suppose in my head, if I, I would like, we just go to Ikea and get a bare essential table that does its function. Like, I'm not going, let's go to Oak Furniture Land and buy a £450 <laughs> yes. pound, like, solid wood table. Like, no, we just get, you know. Get the £10 special. <laughs> yeah, it's an apartment we're renting together. It doesn't need to be kitted out to the nines. But the, the concern they both have of, like, each other's planning to move out. <laughs> so where are you going? It's quite endearing, isn't it? Like, why are you leaving me? I need you here. Well, it's like the X vibes that you get from, from Kip and Joey's like, oh, was Kip a better roommate than me? It's like, don't do that. And it's just like, well, you know, I'm sure if you were Chandler was answer that question, there was plenty of things about Kip that were better than Joey, and there's plenty of things that are better about Joey than Kip. Yeah, definitely. But you no know, one wants to be told, like, oh, you know, who's a better cook than you? No. I imagine Joey would take that really personally. To be he, he would, yes. He's, he's quite sensitive, even though he doesn't quite come across that, like, like on first impression. Yeah. We then end up at uh, the massage parlour where Phoebe works. So we, I feel like this is, is this the first time we see her at a job? It is. I was, it's the first time we really see Phoebe by herself doing a whole lot of anything. I was really excited. I always like seeing more of the gang's lives and characters kind of out on their own a little bit. So I was very happy to see Phoebe doing her job. And I like the, I guess she's the receptionist that Phoebe works with. Yes. Who tells her appointments. I liked how she's clearly Phoebe's people. Yes, um, yes, yeah. she's very much just like okay you can see where they get on and you know Phoebe has a place where she's not the outcast I guess is why I liked it it was in the group she's very much the kooky friend in the corner yeah. whereas at the masseuse parlour Phoebe's just one of the gang and they're all kind of new age and well I was going to say that like they're probably playing this as like a new age thing at the time whereas now massage parlours are just a thing you do not so much in the UK yeah in the UK you always assume they're a front for another a, kind of it's business it's a, a CD business yeah, yeah. Uh, generally they look that way yeah all the <laughs> blacked out windows and whereas if, if you go to especially Asia there's massage parlours literally on every corner super cheap and that's a thing people do they're like I feel a bit stressed after work I'm going to go and get a massage 
Yeah. And it's and it's perfectly normal. Whereas here, if she was like, I'm going to get a massage later, it's a bit odd. Everyone would be like, oh, yeah. you're into that. And then, you know, you'd go and be terrified the police were going to raid it any minute because <laughs> that, that's the kind of reputation they have in the UK. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know, we're, we're very prudish, I guess, and don't want to get naked. And... Yeah. You know, I, I, I've got a, a story from a friend where they were, they were on holiday somewhere and their mum had bought them a massage. And they're like, this will be really nice for my holiday. So they go off to the place for the massage, meet, meet the, the woman. She's like, okay, uh, you need to get unchanged. So she's like, okay, I get undressed. and like, no, no, all of it, like fully naked. She's like, I feel really uncomfortable because this is not what I normally do. But I'm on holiday and this seems to be normal here. So this is what I'm going to do. So they get naked and they're like sit there naked waiting for the woman to come back in woman comes in it's like right down the hall like so i thought naked down the hall to a different room <laughs> to get the massage and they go into a different room and the massage like thing is there and they get the massage and like i feel really uncomfortable because i'm naked my clothes are in a different room i've had to walk through a room like naked just to get the massage and it's and it's dark in there and then the woman walks out and just leaves them on the table and they're like I don't know what to do. Like, am I meant to get up and leave? Yeah, well, what's happening? Because they're in a foreign country where they're not speaking like a lot of English. You don't know what you're meant to do. You've just, you've just been left alone. Like, do I just sit here now and enjoy my relaxation? Uh, or do I walk naked trying to find my clothes again? It doesn't sound like much relaxation happens. No. Uh, and in the end, like, the person comes back and, like, walks them back down to get their clothes again. It's like, it's just weird. And, and I guess that's the fear for a lot of us. It's like, you, it's the unknown of, like, what do I do in this situation? Like, I'm being touched by another person I've never met before with oils. Yeah, it, it, it's a bit weird for for people in the UK, I guess. Well, it would be the setting as well. Like, if if I was going somewhere like the Malmaison in the mailbox, I'd probably feel a lot more comfortable because they've got this kind of reputation of professionalism and like you know. I guess yeah. You you see, you've got nice bright windows. You see from the outside, it's a luxury pamper session rather than a doorway leading to, you know, what could be like a gym kind of washroom, yeah. just tire, white tiles everywhere. And at the Lush bar, I'd be like, well, it's Lush, so maybe it's going to be legit, but it's a bit more uncomfortable because it feels much more, you know, Malmaison would feel very much spa and luxury, yeah. whereas Lush is going to feel retail and be a bit like, ooh. I think the worst ones I've seen are, are like at Comic-Cons, where there'll be a bunch of chairs and a bunch of uh, masseurs, and they're like, come over, get your free massage. You're like, but I'm on a chair, fully clothed, and there's just crowds of a hundred thousand people walking around me, I, and it's free. I don't, I don't get it. I mean, you've said that, and my brain immediately went: if I hired attractive women to do massages at Comic Con, there'd be lots of nerds that have never been touched. <laughs> I'd make a fortune. <laughs> but, <laughs> they're, but they're saying it's for free, so I assume they work on tips. Yeah, it's just it's it's like when you see people at cocktail bars, but the cocktail bar is a very thin strip in the shopping centre, right next to the escalators, and I'm like. None of this kind of gels. Like having a massage surrounded by lots of people in past you is not relaxing. No. Fully dressed. And it always oh, the same way. Like in Vegas, they have water massage machines. So you're fully dressed and you get in what looks like a sunbed. But instead, it's like a, a plastic cloth around you. And then a machine massages you with water. That sounds crazy. And, it, and it's, it's weird, but people, people do it. Like it's odd, but. It is odd. It's, it's normal for there. Uh, but, you know, Phoebe's massage parlour is, is quite nice looking. Yeah, it, it, just, it, it looks somewhat relaxing. It doesn't look, you know, cold or clinical. No. It looks like you could feel you, quite comfortable there. You can smell the incense just yeah. looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe uh, some other stuff as well. Uh, but Paolo enters and, you know, her, her receptionist friend uh, says, you know, sorry to be unprofessional, but yum. <laughs> Fair. I mean, he's a good looking bloke. 
can't argue. Oh, we hate him, and he's a crap weasel, but yeah. he's handsome. Well, let, let's find out uh, a bit more about what Paolo's doing there. Buongiorno, bella PB. Oh, Paolo, hi. What are you doing here? Uh, Raquel, tell me you massage. Yeah, well, Raquel, that's right, yeah. Mi sono svegliato stamattina con mal di schiena, mal di spalla. Oh, okay. I don't know what you just said, so let's just start. Uh, I am uh, being naked. Um, that's really your decision. I mean, some people prefer, you know, to take up. <laughs> so he seems a little bit unsure, but at the same time, he's very quick to get it off. Yeah, he seems unsure, not uncomfortable. Like, he's, he doesn't care that he's going to be naked. He's like, what's the protocol? Yeah. It's up to you. And he's like, bam, naked. <laughs> and I'm like, he's a big, handsome Italian man. Like, he's probably not shy. No, he, then, he probably has enjoyment from people seeing him like that, right? Yeah, he's like, look at me. I'm <laughs> so, yeah, he's, you know, he's very comfortable in his own skin. I guess that should be admirable, I guess, you know? Uh, but yeah, he's very, very naked. Just complimented Paolo. Disgusting, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> what you do? But yeah, he, his English seems a little bit better. At the same time, Phoebe doesn't tone down things to make it a bit simpler for him. No, there's some weird moments where Phoebe seems to understand random bits of Italian that don't seem to add up across certain episodes where... I feel like Phoebe knows a lot of different languages, but just like the key words that she needs just to know. Yeah. Because at one point, she, like, if Paolo compliments her and she's like, yeah, and all for it. And then obviously he mentions back pain and she's like, no idea what that is. And no. like, well, it's obvious from his body language that it's back pain. I, f I feel like she only knows, she, she only knows like the words and phrases for, for getting with someone. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can imagine she, like, how, how do I ask for wine? Say you're attractive, except like she probably knows those sorts of things rather than the more, more casual words that you need to, to use in daily life. Fair. Uh, but you know, so she's given a, a massage when something happens. Uh, but we cut away from that and we, we end up at the coffee house. Uh, Monica is discussing the, the sex of the baby because she knows. Because yep. why wouldn't she? She's, she's a bit nosy, but. Had to, had to find out. Yeah, and Ross is like, oh my God, why do you know? Like, you're not really involved in this. You're just going to be an aunt. like, <laughs> Or an uncle. Or an uncle. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, that, that's probably going to be my joke of this episode. My joke. My joke. Because on the face of it, it's so stupid. At the same time, I can go, I understand why he said that. <laughs> yeah, like, like, it's completely insane. You're all like, fair. Like, like, yeah, because like, aunts, oh, so, you know, no woman, aunt, yeah. uncle, man. Like, I, I can see the disconnect there and where Joey's, Joey's misinterpreted that. Um, but, you know, Phoebe, you know, announced that she's a bit upset because Paolo actually made a move on her. Hey, Phoebe. Hey, Fine. <laughs> What's the matter? Nothing. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm out of sorts. Hey, can we get some cappuccino over here? Oh, right, that's me. <laughs> hey, Chandler, that table place closes at 7. Come on. Fine. Phoebe, what is it? All right, you know Paolo? I'm familiar with his work, yes. <laughs> he made a move on me. Whoa, store will be open tomorrow. Put coffee over here, please. Well, he came in for a massage, and everything was fine until... 
Oh yeah, we can't see this bit. Oh my god. Are you sure? Oh yeah. I'm That's where he sure. touches Phoebe's butt. And all of a sudden his hands weren't the problem anymore. Was it Oh Boy Scouts could have camped under there. Okay, the the image of that is just gross. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so you couldn't really see a lot of what's happening in that clip, but there's still a lot of important information. Yeah, essentially, Paolo gropes Phoebe while she's getting a massage. Well, he, he's face down, so he's just looking at her feet, I guess, through the hole in the, the table. Okay, that's all we can see. And yeah, then his, his hand creeps up and touches her, her bum. Which, you know, not the right thing to do when you're naked. Yeah, or, you know, it's not your girlfriend. <laughs> no, no, no. No, exactly. Uh, and then he rolls over as if, like, hey... I mean, there's not a lot of stimulus for Paolo in this instance, but he's already like very ready to go. And I'm like, Paolo is a bit of a frisky weirdo. Especially when it's, you know, his girlfriend's friend. Like, what's he expecting to happen here? Like, he, maybe he's had a life of just being so attractive that he can just get away with whatever he wants. I don't know. I mean, is it a cultural thing? Like, is, is monogamy somewhat so. rarer in... Parts of Europe, I don't know. I mean, in France, it's definitely seen as, you know, I, I would a have, suggestion. I would have thought in Italy that, you know, the the women there are very strong-willed and they would not put up with a guy doing this. I mean, this could be way off base, but in my, my perception of, like, kind of Italian society and the culture is that if you're married, you're faithful. If you're not, all bets are off. So as long as you're single, well, as long as you're not married, then you can do whatever you want. And then once you're married, it's very much a case of right. No, now you're now you're faithful. So, so having like a few Italian friends, like I've, I've like chatting to them, they they know what all Italian guys are like in, in their stereotype, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, this is why I say the 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 women are very strong willed because they're like, no, like I know what you can potentially be like, and you're not going to do that <laughs> to me, pretty much. Uh, but so yeah, so it's it's weird he's doing this, but I I feel like maybe his attractiveness he's, has allowed him to get aware of this because women fall for him, and they maybe don't care so much about their friends. I mean, it, I mean it's plainly disrespectful to Rachel, which I guess is the yes. bigger issue. Um, then you know, is Paolo a jerk, and what is he used to, and what is he used to getting away with? It's just unacceptable. So Chandler and and, and Joey not rushing out to to get their table because they've they've heard this. Chandler makes a misstep by ordering some more coffee, which is going to bring Rachel over. <laughs> Which, which is funny because in probably any other situation, asking for coffee is not something that Rachel's going to do because she's Rachel. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we just heard those women say, like, can we get some cappuccino over here? And Rachel didn't realise they were talking to her because <laughs> yeah. she's that bad at her job. Um, it's a weird thing to be annoyed boy, but I hate the expression when you're asking something, can we get something? It's this really annoying Americanism. And I, <laughs> you're one of these people who's like, no, may I? Yeah, like, it, I don't know if I'm allowed to be upset by an Americanism in an American TV show. Well, the... the I've seen this argument before, and I know the argument you're going to come up with is like, may I have this? Like, no, can I have is actually perfectly fine in this situation. The have's fine, it's the get. Can I get implies that they're going to go get it themselves? No, because it might be that they are out of stock. So can I get this product? They go, no, you cannot get the product because the product doesn't exist. But get implies they're going to go and retrieve it, not have it brought to them, which is what would happen. It should be, can I have this? And if it's out of stock, you would hold it's out of stock. Like, I once got on the bus and asked if I could get a day saver because I'm not immune to, you know, let's not be an effective by TV. My bus driver refused to give me a bus ticket until I asked and said, can I have a day saver, please? And I should have been annoyed, but I wasn't. I was like, yes, you go, bus driver, man. No, I I, I think people that are like this, 
this about like the English language. No, just just let people say what they want to say. Just hits my ear wrong. <laughs> right. We're gonna let people say we start misusing words and don't mean what they're saying. Uh, the amount of conversations or arguments I've had, especially in relationships in the past, where a partner said something and the words they've used mean this, and then my reaction's been like, "Oh my, what the hell?" And then they'd be like, oh, "I don't know why you're upset." And I'm like, "Cause you said this," and they'd be like. And then I'd basically have to translate the conversation. Like, did you mean this? And they go, yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'm not mad anymore. Because they, they just so poor at communicating with the words they use. I'm like, you should have said this. And then they got annoyed that I'm telling them how to argue with me. And I'm like, the words mean what they mean. You speak good. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Ross uh, thinks he, that, you know, that Phoebe should, should tell Rachel. Because it's a feminist issue. It is a feminist issue. I mean, it's some nice justification there. <laughs> yeah. Um, you should definitely tell her. De- yeah, definitely tell her. It doesn't benefit me in any way. Definitely tell her. Ross annoys me in this bit because it's so, so obviously selfishly motivated, yeah. but he's like almost gleeful that it happened. Like he's so intent on like destroying what Rachel and Paolo have. That I'm always like, you're an ass. I, I get it though. It's like he's going to take his moment, isn't he? And Well, he had long enough. He tried to grab a spoon how many episodes ago and he doesn't go anywhere. And it's just, it's just, he's enjoying, he's supposed to care about Rachel and being this kind of excited that the relationship's going to fail just seems really harsh to me. Well, it's his own selfish reasons, but I, I totally understand it. But the biggest surprise is that the guys actually have his back as well. And they're like, yeah, 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 it's a feminist issue. Like, I get they're, they're, they're trying to help Ross, but at the same time, they're probably coming off worse. I guess it was just the backing in when, you know, they should really be thinking about Rachel. Yes. I mean, my opinion, you need to tell her because she needs to know. Yeah. Not great. She'll be single and Ross can sweep in. <laughs> yeah. But I guess that just shows you how men and women see uh, the end of relationships differently. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, so we cut now to uh, Chandler and Joey at the table place, which is a weird looking place for furniture. Like, they must be in totally the wrong section. Because one, they're looking at patio furniture. Yeah. And... Everything they're looking at has like birds and ladybugs and... Weird. There's a chair in the background that's got a layaway sign just on it. Right. And I'm like, surely you'd put that somewhere else if someone's paying for it. Like, I wouldn't leave my... If I'd bought something from a shop and found out they'd left it on the shelf while I made installments on it, I'd be like, no. Yeah. That's, I wouldn't be happy that the item I'm currently part owner of is now just being touched by people <laughs> yeah. constantly. Like, no, that would annoy me. Yeah, it's, it's a weird looking place. But yeah, so they can't decide on the tables, which shouldn't be that difficult because... An eating table is just pretty basic, for men especially. Yeah. They're, they're not trying to find the right look for their apartment, are they? They they are guys that are just like, this This will do, doesn't have to match. If you've got legs and stable, it, <laughs> yeah. it, it will work. <laughs> Can Joey sit on it? Yes, it's strong enough. <laughs> yeah. uh, they, all, they all look terrible, and they're going to look terrible inside the house as we find out. You pick one. Just pick one. Here, how about that one? That's patio furniture. <laughs> what? Like people are gonna come in and think, uh-oh, I'm outside again. Fine. What about the birds? I don't know. Birds just don't say, hello, sit here, eat something. <laughs> you pick one. All right. How about the ladybugs? Oh, so forget about the birds, but big red insects suggest fine dining. <laughs> fine, you want to get the birds? Get the birds. It's not like that, I won't. Like the birds. I've mentioned this before, but there is so many like callbacks in later episodes because they do actually get patio furniture yeah, in, in a few seasons' time. So I have to I have to wonder if it's just in their mind or coincidence or I don't know. There, there's too many coincidences that 
it's coincidence, right? Yeah, I mean, the Friends writers seem very good at their job, so I imagine when stuff comes around, they are like, let's just do this, because it would end. There's probably lots of stuff in creative outlets where it entertains the writers, so they just go, we'll do it. Yep. Yeah. But, it. but I do wonder if there's like a book, though, of like, you know, would have patio furniture in his <laughs> living room. <laughs> like some big dossier on Joey. I mean, that clip actually contains my joke of the episode. What does it? Yeah, uh, okay. which is pretty cool. And what, what joke is that? Uh, it's the, oh, um, people are going to come in and think, oh, I'm outside again. Yeah. <laughs> my joke. It's my joke. It's, it's almost a Chandler line. Like, Joey's been spending too much time with Chandler because <laughs> yeah. it's so deeply sarcastic. It's <laughs> 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 just the way Joey acts it out. It's like, oh, I'm outside again. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's bad. Yeah, in, in this first season, Joey's, I guess, human personality, like, swaps and changes like sometimes he's stupid and sometimes he's very cutting yeah it's great I love and, it. And, it, and it doesn't quite i don't know if it quite works but it's probably better than when we get dumb joey later on where he's just very stupid stupid i like it because it it, it mostly seems to happen with chandler um and like, like they've got that closer dynamic because they're roommates and yeah. they're clearly like you know best buds i always find it weird in the show when ross and chandler refer to each other as best friends because i'm like clearly they're cl- jury and Chandler are closer than Ross and Chandler. Well, no, they do explain. Like, Ross is my oldest friend, and, and Joey becomes the best friend. I guess, I guess. They've got their reasons. Uh, but we then head back to the apartment where Rachel is packing. Uh, I noticed that she had lots of bags and has a tiny one uh, just for Paolo. Yeah, which is classic Rachel. <laughs> yep, yeah. uh, you know, but as a guy, you know, all you need is shirt, underwear, wash stuff. Yep, job job, job yep. done. Yeah, you... You know, you're, you're not there with your different shoes for your different meal. You're going to be in your trainers and your hockey shirt, aren't you? I mean, I, I would be, yeah. Um, given that, but most of the time we see Paolo, he's quite well dressed. So I'm like, maybe Paolo would want some more space once he's Italian style to show off. Perhaps, yeah. yeah. But, you know, Phoebe wants to talk to Rachel, but, but can't get the courage up to say, you know, what it is. So she explains three things to her to know about her. One, her friends are the most important thing in her life. Two, she never lies. And three... She makes the best oatmeal raisin cookies in the world. Again, like you were saying, to call back to another references, yep. these cookies are that will come up again in the future. They will do. But that makes me wonder if she's bought these because they're, they're Nestle cookies. <laughs> or if it's her recipe that she's, she's made herself, right? She said she made them, so yeah, I reckon she made these. But okay. she's using the recipe we find out the origin of later on. Yeah. Uh, she then gives, gives like, you know, a cookie to Rachel and, you know, they're divine. And that, that proves that she never lies. Which could sound logic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, she now has the courage to, to tell Rachel uh, what happened with Paolo. And then we head back over to the, the guy's apartment and find they have bought a table. They have bought a table. And what type of table is it? It's a foosball table. <laughs> it is. Which is a weird... I'm going to say it's a weird table to buy from that place because why would they have a foosball table at a... Yeah, I'm only assuming they went to a different store yeah. because there was random patio furniture, birds, bugs, and then football, which is just odd. Well, yeah, because it's not a table, it's, it's a game. It's a game, yeah. So, I mean, I, got, I don't know why. I didn't know why it's called foosball. It annoyed me. I'm like, Americans call football soccer, which is technically correct, but foosball is not correct. Right. Um, so I was like, I'm going to do some research because we occasionally mention things on our episodes where we didn't research them and this... <laughs> This I did research, just like when I went full hockey nerd on the guys going to a Rangers yeah. game. I did the same thing with foosball. I, I feel like we need like a, a nerd jingle, like <laughs> Ryan's research <laughs> time. <laughs> just, just get David back in, like yeah. in my David moment. <laughs> yeah. but, but the reason it's called foosball is because in the United States, it's table football. But the first tables that they had imported were from Germany. And foosball is the German for football. 
Oh, okay. So it's actually a really just logical explanation. Um, but don't worry, I'm not going to disappoint. I did go full nerd on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> strap, strap in everyone. Yeah, strap in everyone. So later on in the episode, we'll see Monica, Ross and the gang playing football or foosball. Um, and Monica uses a 360 spin to score a goal. But that move's not allowed by the International Table Soccer Federation. <laughs> it's an illegal move. Um, some tournaments you can have, you can do a spin if it only rotates twice. So you can't just pivot the thing 360. Right. Um, but that's why yeah, I ended up down a giant rabbit hole of international foosball rules and tournaments and things. But yeah. Because I'm terrible at foosball. I, I cannot get... Like the position of the guy's feet to hit the ball. It's always like too far forward or too far back. And in the end, you're just like, right, I'm just going to spin it all and hope for the best. And that always means an own goal. Yeah, pretty much. It, <laughs> it never works how you expect. I mean, I always think when the balls are too squishy, the amount of times I like spin or kick and then the ball will get wedged under a player. Yeah. Um, that are called foozers, apparently. Um, <laughs> I guess it's German for a footballer. Um, yeah, but there we go. There's Ryan's nerdy moment <laughs> of the, the episode. Ryan's one. nerdy moment. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they we got the table and Monica is... You know, she's got a massive winning streak. So we see, you know, her competitive side yet again. Yep, it's coming out. Uh, yeah, she, she goes hardcore with, with this. The worst part is she's like, it's not that she's competitive so much to me, it's that she's such a like, graceless winner. Yes. She's, she's like, she just <laughs> don't want to play sports of her at all. No. And then we, we cut back to Rachel, uh, who's, who's pretty upset. Rachel and, and Phoebe, they say sorry to each other, even though it's neither their fault. Yeah, which I thought was really cute. Like, they're both upset. For each other, and then realise they should be mad at Paolo because he's the the pig. Oh well, yeah, because you know she she's like, why didn't I see this coming? And you know Phoebe kind of steps her foot in it by going, you know he's gorgeous and charming. Just, and let's just pile on the pain. <laughs> <laughs> and we're about to hear that pain right now. Oh, I feel so stupid. Oh, I think about the other day with you guys, you know, and I was all, oh Paolo, he's so great, he makes me feel so. Oh. <laughs> so embarrassed. I'm so embarrassed. I'm the one he hit on. Oh, baby, I unleashed him on you. I had never met him. This would have never happened to you. I'm, I'm so, so sorry. sorry. No, baby, no, I'm, I'm sorry. No, no I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, what are we sorry about? I don't know. Right. He's the pig. Such a pig. Oh, God, he's such a pig. Oh, he's like he's a... like a big, disgusting... Yeah, like a pig... Pig man. Yes, good. Okay. <laughs> Oh, but he was my pig man. <laughs> How did I not see this? She's still falling for his attractiveness, isn't she? I mean, you know, if you're into someone, you're into someone. Yeah. Doesn't. I think I... if she'd forgive him that or forgave him, that would have been a bigger issue. I'd have been like, just because he's hard, he gets away with it. But I think it ends the way it should. And, and I guess we're forgetting that actually they're having a proper relationship because we only see just like snippets of them being lovey dovey. Yeah, we basically see enough of Paolo to upset Ross, and that's about yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, we, we don't see their actual relationship, but, you know, she's, you know, she's breaking up from, a, I guess, a long-term relationship, isn't she? Yeah, I mean, I suppose it doesn't even matter the terms. Like, if, you, if you've got the intensity of feeling there, whether mm. it's, you know, six weeks or six years, it's going to hit you the same way. Yeah, but I, I guess in my, my mind, we don't really see a lot of this, so it, it doesn't quite hit the same way you're like, where she's like, oh, I'm going to get back with him, maybe, because, you know, he's my pig man. And you're just like, why? He's done this to you, but... In her mind, it's it's a lot deeper than what we've seen over a handful of episodes. Yeah, as an as a 
an audience. Paolo is just a shallow distraction to us from you know the real storyline of Russ and Rachel. Yeah. But obviously in the show, Rachel's completely beside with Paolo, and and she's oblivious to to Ross, and you know doesn't really have anything for Ross at this time, I guess. No, and then watching this episode post reunion, I'm kind of like, but you fancied Ross <laughs> in real life now, and it's just like <laughs> such a shocking revelation. So I f- I feel like we almost need to have. Uh, a separate episode away f- away from these because there's a lot of friends news coming out lately and one of them was uh, they spoke to one of david swimmer's ex recently and mm. asked her about this blimey about about the whole ross and rachel you know ad- you know ad- or david swimmer and jennifer Aniston admitting they fancied each other and she was quite great she was like oh that was a long time ago you know if 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 you know, I don't believe anything happened. I went to the set a few times and I wasn't looking over my shoulder seeing if they were making kissy faces at each other. But, you know, it was a long time ago. So if anything did happen, I don't care. And it was like kind of weird. I bet in private she was like, I knew it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, we're 35. Uh, but yeah, we, we, we have had a lot of news about the, the car site, I guess because of the reunion. But uh, it's quite timely that that's come up at this, this point it's in awful. time to, to find it. Because we did ask this in the reunion. It's like, did any of their exes, you know, secretly wonder... And turns out that at least one of them didn't. But now he's probably going, I knew. Like, wait a minute. Now this, there'll be loads of random memories come back up. He'll be like, now that makes sense. And this makes sense. Yes. And maybe this did mean this. You'd be second guessing things, I guess, even though it is ancient history. Yes. You, you know, you've still got emotions. Uh, we then cut back to, you know, everyone uh, playing foosball uh, as Paolo is chatting to Rachel. And I guess she's, she's dumping him, basically. I don't know how she's going to do it, seeing as they don't really seem to speak the language that well. I mean, dumping his clothes off a balcony is a pretty, <laughs> pretty clear indication. I, I, I guess. Uh, it's, it's very dramatic and Italian, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Although, obviously, as we know, here's some more Ryan Nerd trivia for you. Uh, as we know, Friends is shot on a soundstage. Um, but for the shot of the clothes going over the balcony and falling to the street, someone actually flew out to New York, went to the building and hauled the clothes out of a window. Oh, really? Um, okay. to, to get that shot. <laughs> and I'm like, that's such a weird amount of effort for what essentially is a pointless shot. Because yeah, I don't even remember that. Yep, you, you see them cascade down very briefly. Like It's the usual exterior shot of the building. Yeah, yeah. But now there's some shirts like flouncing down to it, the ground. It must be so short then. Yeah, it's a couple of seconds. And I'm like, it's impressive they did it, I guess. But at the same time, like, we know what's happening when, you know, Rachel's throwing the clothes over that <laughs> yeah. small wall. We're all aware we're all, you know, on a balcony. Yeah. I'm like, what was the point? Did someone just need to go to New York and wanted to put the, ex- the flight on the expenses? <laughs> like, <laughs> Maybe. What's the real reason this happened? Uh, but, you know, it's, it's now time for... For Ross to swoop in now, he's the, the anti-Paolo, the, the age of Ross. Well, looks like uh, we kicked your butts. No, no, she kicked our butts. You could be on the Olympic stand in that team. <laughs> Come on, two on one. What are you still doing here? She just broke up with the guy. It's time for you to swoop in. Well, now? <laughs> yes, now is when you swoop. You gotta make sure that when Paolo walks out of there, the first guy Rachel sees is you. She's gotta know that you're everything he's not. You like like the anti Paolo. <laughs> My Catholic friend is right. She's destruct. You're there for her. You pick up the pieces and then you usher in the age of Ross. I'm sorry, I can't I can't agree with any of this. Nope. Um even from what state is Rachel gonna be in to how effective is this gonna be for Ross? Um it was like if she's mad at men and hurting, it's like the worst time. Well, well, if a girl if a girl's upset because she's just broke up with her boyfriend, you turning up being like, "Hey, do you want to date me?" is not not the perfect timing. Well, well, it's like obviously you can't ask that 
because it's such an inappropriate time to ask it. Yeah. So you're kind of hoping that while she's upset, there'll be a spark and maybe something will happen. But then my logic would be, well, I'd be concerned that that would just turn into a one-night stand, and that's clearly not what no. Ross wants. And, and the only thing he, he can do at this point is just be a good friend to her. Yeah. And that, that would be the most positive thing he could bring from it. Not, hey, so uh, now Paolo's out. Do you want to date me? Because I'm much better. Like, yeah, it's, she's heartbroken she, she, leave alone. Yeah, she's not going to turn around and be like, you know what, Ross, you're right. I'm going to wipe away these tears and we can be dear. Like, no. Yeah, like the most neutral thing you could do would be do nothing because yes. he's then, he's not going to kind of reinforce the friendship feelings by, you know, being comforting and helpful yep. and a good friend, which may put someone off wanting to change that relationship dynamic. But yeah, the, the whole plan's disastrous. Yeah. I mean, why you'd take dating advice from Chandler? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I don't know. But I, I'd guess same from Joey, right? Because, like you say, great for a one-night stand, but... Yeah, if you know, if Rachel was just chilling and you wanted to seduce her, go talk to Joey. Yeah. If you wanted Janice, go talk to Janice. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> He's got her number, that's for sure. <laughs> but at this point, I'm like, nope, we'll listen to either of you guys in this situation, but... Uh, but they they all go into the, the apartment. Everyone's acting natural as, you know, Rachel's throwing off his clothes, which is odd because they're, they're doing that kind of fake thing of like... I'm busy at the kitchen. <laughs> I, I'm busy. Yeah. Just pretend. Like you <laughs> yeah. might as well just stand and watch because yeah. it's not going to be any less awkward if they know you're watching because no. they know you're listening. Uh, Paolo then walks out and says goodbye to one. Monica gives him a lasagna because, you know, she's a good host and she's got a lasagna she needs yeah. to get rid of. He's like, I hate you. <laughs> Have this. I'm just thinking, you know, she's going to lose that tin that it's basically in. She's probably got spares. Fine. But, but still, still, you know, something, right? Uh, and then Ross, you know, he's going to be quite genuine and say goodbye, but just slams the door in his face, which is... I guess quite a nice moment. It is. It's you know. I mean, it's kind of it's nice for us. We're like, yes, yeah, yeah. Someone did something, you know, mean to Paolo, and we all hate him right now. So good. But it 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 puts an end to Paolo, I guess. Like that that slamming of the door shut is like, yep, he's gone for good now. He's not coming back. Yep. And this isn't one of those things where I'm curious as to what happens. Paolo ceases to exist for me now, and I'm glad about it. Some characters come and go. Like, I'm like what's David doing in Minsk? What's happening over yeah. there? Like, I think about the character. Whereas Paolo, I'm like, no, dead to me, be gone. Well, the thing is, Paolo's a very one dimensional character. Yeah. So you know he's just found someone else. Uh, or probably ha- already has someone else, right? Well, it turns out what Nora said to Russ while she was drunk is true. Like, yeah. you know, this doesn't care. No one, no one turns 340 pages for a Paolo and no one watches 10 seasons of Friends for a Paolo. He's gone. We don't care. No. But Rachel is outside, still upset and needs some comforting. And Monica's about to go out there, but Ross decides he should be the one. And I still think it's a bad choice. I mean, it's odd. Like, I've comforted friends I've been attracted to when they've been upset. But you've not then started to hit on them. Yeah, but it's purely been a like, okay, well, get over yourself, Ryan, and be there for your friend. Mm-hmm. Not been a like, oh, you know, putting on some smooth jazz in the background. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Doing the classic yawn over yeah, the shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just, it's weird. So it's really kind of selfish from Russ and a bit weird. Um, what I find odd about this is that when he first goes out there, he seems like he's doing the right thing and just being a good friend. Mm. But then when Rachel's swearing off men and saying they're done and they've come back inside the apartment... Russ is like really desperately trying to convince her that not dating men for a while is the wrong response and she should carry on dating. I'm just like, stop being a tool. And also, at no point in Rachel's brain is that you. No. Well, let, let's, let's put a pin in that because we're going to come back to that once we actually hear the whole rant, I guess. Just look at her. Now, oh, you guys, I, I really think only one of us should go out there so she's not overwhelmed. Oh, you're right. And I really think it should be me. <laughs> I 
You all right? Listen, you deserve so much better than him. You know, I mean, you, you. You should be with a guy who knows what he has when he has you. Ross. What? So sick of guys. I don't want to look at another guy. I don't want to think about another guy. I don't even want to be near another guy. You're so great. <laughs> yeah, at so, this point, how is Ross thinking anything of it then? Clearly, I'm a friend at the minute. Yeah. Because, hey, guys, don't want to be near guys. Give me a hug, Ross, you're great. It's clearly right. And not that I believe in the friend zone, but friend zone. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just clearly it's not happening, Ross. Well, yeah, you gotta you got to read the moment. It It's like a lot of people when they like... I'm really attracted to you. I'm just going to tell you how I feel. It's like, no, no, like, you've got to make sure it works from both sides. I guess, I Cause, mean... Because you can't just go up to a stranger and just be like, you're attractive, would you like to go out with me? Because no one's just going to be like, yes, sounds good. I, mean, I find that quite useful, to be fair. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that'd be so much, so much easier. Yes, exactly. But, if, if you could just be that open and honest, it would work. But, but life is not like that. People are complicated. Not, no. People think you're weird. <laughs> so, you know, if, if someone is there crying and upset... You know, you've, you've got to take your time for them to become, you know, a bit happier, right? Yeah, it's just a basic respect thing. Like, yes. respect how they're feeling. And if you care about them... Because, again, if you do just a one-on-one-night stand, maybe you can be a bit of a, you know... Uh, well, I'm not even talking about, like, relationships. It, it'd just be like, if you see someone crying, you're like, hey, get over it. Let's go and party. Like, they're not just going to switch off and go, you know what, you're right. Like, yeah. people don't work like no, that, really. No, but I mean, I guess... I guess from my perspective, if you're just trying to get a one-night stand out of the situation, you just want to think with that person, maybe this kind of thing might work because, mm. you know, if they're attracted to you and there's the comfort thing there and there's the attraction there, maybe it would work, but I don't think it would go any further than that once it happened. No, um, I, I don't think it would work anyway because you're just, you're just not in that frame of mind. No. So and it's, then, it's pretty bad. But then, you know, Rachel does the whole, I'm so sick of guys. And anyone that goes, I'm sick of men or I'm sick of women, like, no, you're not. You're sick of either A, the person that you've broken up with, or be the people that you get with. You, yeah, can't, I mean, you can't just generalise, I hate all men. Like, no, you... you know, I mean, you are upset at the time. Like, you you start thinking rationally. Like, we've all been there. You reckon, like, I'm done. I'm swearing off this for now because it's bad. And it's like, you get over your feelings and then eventually... You but know. If, if Rachel's looking at herself and, like, you know, Barry and now Paolo, whatever relationship she's had, it's like, well, actually, they were all pretty terrible relationships, but some of that's got to be on you as well. I've never noticed how polar opposite Barry and Paolo are before and you put them in the same sentence and I'm like she went from chubby dentist to Paolo and I'm like yeah. you'd think that's an upgrade and then but they both did the same thing both right? did the same thing so but I suppose you start thinking like is it me like am I picking the wrong men like what is wrong with me why am I attracted to like people who aren't nice yeah uh, I, I guess that's my point slightly if you're if you're saying this like maybe look at yourself and go well maybe it's partly my fault yeah people should just have respect just because of you know I've, I've Got with people for the wrong reasons. Yeah, I mean, I've always said if you, like honesty and like being honest and open is the key to a good relationship. Yeah. And if you are attracted to someone, just tell me. I'm not going to like the news. No. But, or if you want to leave, leave. But don't cheat because 
just more infuriating. Yeah. It's just just go. Yeah. But still, what are you going to do? So uh, it's complicated. Love is complicated, Mark. It is. It is. And you know, Ross keeps pushing it, and he really shouldn't. He should just be quiet. Yeah. This is why <laughs> I get really mad at Ross because he's like, "No, you you need to date." I'm like, "Shut up, Ross!" Like she's <laughs> upset. Just just comfort her and be yeah. nice. You don't need. I'm just wanting the girls shouting him. Like if I was Monica, I'd be screaming at Ross right now. I'd be like, "Shut up, Ross! <laughs> yeah. Leave Rachel alone." I I will work this out for you, Ross. You know, I'm your sister and her friend. I yeah. will. I will. Slide you in there somehow. It's like, Ross is great. Yeah, if anything, that should have been the plan. It should have been, <laughs> go chat to Maruku and be like, so you know when she's saying men are terrible? Remind her how nice I am. You know <laughs> yes. I mean? so don't try and do it yourself. Like, you're not battering that door down no. anyway. No. Uh, and then, you know, Rachel blurts out Ross's child being a boy. She does. He's all like, oh, not all men are bad. And she's like, oh, I'm sure your son won't grow up to be one. Yeah. And then obviously the penny is dropped. Yep. Spoiler is out. Um, but, you know, Ross, Ross is excited. Like, he wanted to know. What did want to know? I'm curious, like, did he want her son? I mean, you know, you could essentially, you know, your daughter or whatever, he'd find out he'd be excited. You're going to be excited, but you're having a yeah. child, and now you find out what gender they're going to be or what sex they're going to be. Um, and I guess that's just exciting news. I mean, I've not got a child, so I don't know, but I imagine it's exciting. Yeah. And then we head back to the guy's apartment where it's 2 30 a.m. Yep. And Monica is still there winning at foosball. Good, of course she is. And that could be a shutdown. Shut out! <laughs> Where are you guys going? Come on, one more game! Oh, it's 2.30 in the morning. Yeah. Get out! You guys are always hanging out in my apartment? Come on, I'll only use my left hand, huh? Come on, wussies! <laughs> All right, okay, I gotta go. Mm -hmm. I'm going. And I'm gone. <laughs> One more game? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can totally see why no one wants to do anything with Monica. No, she's not gracious in victory. She, she's all. a sore winner and a show-off. Yep. Too cocky. What I love about this scene is she's like, that's what you call a shutdown. And yeah. then the boy's like, shut up! <laughs> and they're so angry. And there's nothing worse than being beaten by someone who doesn't understand anything they're doing really no. <laughs> like when I was a kid and I'd pass my nan the control pad and she'd beat me on Mortal Kombat yeah. and she'd be all excited and I'm like you don't know what you want <laughs> you were just hitting the like, buttons I'm sitting there trying to pull off Scorpio's <laughs> combos did you just mash an ice blaster sub-zero and I'm like you beat me but it doesn't count because you don't understand what you want no. <laughs> the fact that it's like 2.30am though and the guy's like another game yeah I'm like 2.30am like no, I'd want to go to bed at this point. I mean, Monica was the problem. Like, yes. not the time. No, I just about they lift her up like, under yeah, the car yeah. and just like carry her out of the room. It's just, it's, it's adorable. But, you know, uh, you know, I I like the foosball arriving. We get to see a lot more of it. We do. They 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 clearly get like a a tabletop for it to use it as a table. Which, yeah, I think it's a bit of MDF, but yeah, 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 <laughs> it yeah. works. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, it's it's it features in quite a few like key scenes in the future, which is quite nice. The chicken duck always spring to mind. Yep. Can't wait to get to those. So this episode, you know, it's it's a little bit of a nothing episode apart from, you know, the, the breakup with Paolo. It's basically saying goodbye to Paolo and maybe something with Ross can happen now. Yeah. Uh, but generally, you know, you got the, the B story, the guy's trying to find a table. Like if you describe this in the, the TV guide, you're like, you know, Rachel breaks up with Paolo and the guys go to buy a table. Like, <laughs> what do you do? Yeah. Um, <laughs> This episode's kind of weird in the sense that a lot of times Friends is really emotionally impactful and still funny at the same yes. time. And not that this episode isn't funny, but the thing that resonates with the episode is the emotional impact of Paolo and the Rachel breakup, and that's what kind of you remember. Um, it's weird that that's the situation, because normally with Friends, it's funny and emotional. Yeah. Like, 
I guess classic with I take D Rachel is funny, emotional. You get the whole thing, and this is like classic episode. This episode's good, but I, I guess it it plays more the, on the emotional side of things. Yeah, than the comedy. And there's not a lot really going on. Like you could have easily condensed this down into like half a scene. Yeah, I guess yeah. Which is basically just Paolo touching Phoebe, and then yeah, that's it. It's gone. I guess it's the the trouble of writing a sitcom where it's like well. We need the boys to do something. Yes, this yeah. is going on. What's happening? Because Monica does almost nothing for the episode apart from play foosball. Yeah, and then if it wasn't for Phoebe being, you know, the temptation to Paolo, she's irrelevant. Russ is only really relevant because Rachel's involved. Yeah. So it's kind of like, it's basically just a two-person episode. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> With a bunch of add-ons, but it's still good. I still enjoyed it. Yeah, it's nice to to finally get rid of Paolo, and and we can move on from this. And uh, yeah, I don't really think there's much more to say trying to work out if Paolo is my least favourite kind of paramour of Rachel's I remember that there's one Rachel adjacent character that I really really hate Mark (laughs) yes I don't like Mark either I hate Mark for many reasons I've known Marks I've been a Mark (laughs) (laughs) I I am not this Mark you're not that Mark there's a no the the fashion Mark is just ugh he's just smarmy yeah maybe Paolo is a close second but yeah he's not my most hated Rachel paramour I, I guess you know Paolo is just He's just there. He's just he. He's attractive and there. Whereas you know, Mark is cunning and manipulative. I guess in a way. Yeah, I guess that Paolo's basically like a plot device. Yes. Whereas Mark's kind of a relevant emotional threat that actually has kind of a lasting impact on the show. Yeah. But Paolo doesn't really. No. Well, we'll get to that in a, a few seasons time. Quite a few seasons. It's exciting and just fun going through Friends again, isn't it? Really, yeah. it's low. Yeah, we're we're only on episode twelve, and I'm already looking forward to like episode uh, season eight and stuff like that, which I know is many years down but the line. Way. But it is. But it, you know, it's nice though. I mean, that's a good thing about Friends. It's where we keep watching it year after year, episode after episode, is because there are great moments all the way throughout it. There's no real season of Friends where you go, that season's naff. No, yeah. there's. I would say towards the the later seasons, there's a slight dip in quality. Same with Frasier. But they they recover from it fairly well. I mean, the Barbados episodes I don't enjoy. Like, oh, I like that, those. That's always like my kind of like, you know, definitely the downhill moment. But then it, it soon fixes itself. You know, we would definitely like to hear from you to to tell us what you think of our episodes. So you can do that by leaving a review on iTunes. So you know, you can give us five stars if you love us, or you know, just tell us what you think. Uh, you can write to us on the watchingfriends.com website. And you can message us on Twitter and Facebook at Watch Friends Pod. Uh, we would really love to hear what your your thoughts are on these like past few episodes we've been doing. You know, tell us tell us the things you love, the things you hate. You know, what we could do better. Yeah, spot our mistakes. Yeah, there's, a, yeah. there's a thing that Marvel used to do back in the day called the Marvel No Prize, where if you noticed an issue or mistake and sent in an explanation for it, you'd get a no prize. You wouldn't get a prize. Right. Just, just, it was just something that Marvel did for fun. So we can have a Watching Friends No Prize. Oh, where, I think there's going to be many, isn't there? Yeah, like, <laughs> so, like, so what's the first one? No, that was 12 seasons of Friends. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's an easy one. And it'd be actually Ryan. It's not pronounced foosball. And it's like, oh, okay, fine, <laughs> yeah. we'll get there. Yeah. Correct my nerdness all the way. Uh, but yeah, it would definitely help help us because then we can can grow and make this a better podcast for you so but you know we hope you've been enjoying what you've heard so far yeah we enjoy talking to each other and at you but we'd very much like to talk to you yeah so yeah get involved and where else can we find you ryan you can find me on gamehype.co.uk and all the usual nerdy goodness and you can find me at fuzzballs.co where i draw cute animals and make merch and stuff so have a look at that if you're looking for some gifts for people or even just cuteness yourself uh, as I mentioned, you can find us on our website and social medias. 
and we are here every Friday on iTunes or now they call it Apple Podcasts Apple now, Podcast now yeah. and Google Podcasts and Spotify and other places you get podcasts from. And we are here every Friday with a new episode covering, you know, friends yeah. basically. Next week it's the one with the boobies. Which is a great title. It is. It's like it's, <laughs> we haven't grown up really. It's like, oh, boobies. Well, <laughs> the funny thing is I the, we have a soundboard here, which is what plays all the clips. And I have to put little titles in. And there's a lot of boobies, breasts, penis <laughs> for, for a lot of them. <laughs> Frobbing pens. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next episode. So it's been very childish and very funny. Yeah, it's going to be fun. So, yeah, I think that's going to be a, a good episode to look forward to. So thank you for listening. And we will see you next week. Cheerio.